Um, it's a wonderful thing uh, to be asked to talk about what you love most, but it's hard to um, talk about it briefly, right? Um, it's kind of like writing a love letter on a postage stamp. But I'm going to try uh, to talk about Jesus with reality, um, with the Lord's help. And, um, well, I grew up in a professing Christian home. I went to church. I read my Bible. Um, I, in high school, I gave out Bibles. Uh, at school, I carried around my Bible and I read it. People made fun of me. Um, I had a lot of uh, evidence, uh, quote-unquote, that I was a Christian. I read theology books. Um, I did Bible studies with uh, the seminary guys there. They'd give me their old textbooks, and I'd read them. And I was totally unconverted. I was lost, and I was on my way to hell, and I had no idea. I didn't have an inkling of idea. There was, I never remember a doubt in my mind that I was saved. I never remember um, after praying a prayer when I was young, I was scared of hell. I didn't want to go there, so I prayed, Jesus, come into my heart, save me from my sins. And I don't remember after that ever ever having any, any question, any doubt in my mind that I was on my way to heaven, but I was actually on my way to the deepest part of hell because I knew the gospel, and I um, knew a lot about Jesus, and I didn't love him at all. So I believed in God. I, there was no doubt in my mind that God existed. I felt guilt and sorrow over my sin. I not only knew that I had sinned in general, but I knew that I'd sinned against a good God. I believed that Jesus was God, that He's the only way to be saved. I knew that um, the only way to be saved was through, was through faith in Him and repentance. I could have quoted you many verses on all those things. I'd been baptized as a young child, six um, is what my mom told me. Um, I couldn't remember. I even shared the gospel with people because I felt guilty. I remember one time in high school seeing some kids in the library and feeling really guilty, so I walked over there and tried to share the gospel. And needless to say, it went terrible because I didn't love the Lord I was trying to talk about. So it was all intellectual and no heart. It was all up here and, and there was no reality. I hadn't repented um, at all. I hadn't turned from any sin in my life, but because I was fairly moral, I didn't go out and get drunk or do any of these like neon sign sort of sins where everyone would know this is this is something's wrong because they were all um, more easily hidden. I didn't ever realize that I hadn't repented because I was better than most people already um, in, in a lot of external ways. But the reality was, um, I was lost and dead in sin. I would never have shoplifted at Walmart, but I definitely uh, downloaded thousands and thousands of movies and songs on the internet. Um, I just would do things that were hidden. Um, I was a slave to sin just like everybody else, probably more so. Um, But I just hid it, and it was things that I could do alone or things that no one else could see. Um, I said I believed in Jesus, but my life called me a liar. 
I think about John chapter 11 where Jesus says to Martha, um, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me, he shall never die. Do you believe this? I would have said, yes, of course I believe it. Uh, but my life called me a liar. Um, it's one thing to say, I believe that Jesus is, is the resurrection and the life. It's another thing to live like he is. Um, it's like, saying you have the cure for cancer and you just don't want to tell anyone about it. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I said I had faith in Jesus. I said, Jesus, I can trust you with my soul, but I wasn't willing to trust him with my life. I either didn't, I either valued my life more than my soul or I didn't really have faith in Jesus. So just to give you a hint uh, of what I was like, um, Jess sent me a sermon and I have an email. This is in, at the end of 2011, in December of 2011, maybe a month or two months before I was converted. She sent me a sermon, and I chose the best quote probably out of this sermon to nitpick at. And this is what it says. This is a quote from the sermon she sent me. Those two things always go together. Your desperation for God and a very vibrant prayer life. And what I said back to her was, Honestly, I'm not desperate for God. I'm satisfied. I have His Word, and although it's confusing a lot, I think and I can understand the basics. I don't pray to feel God more, or have Him talk to me or anything. When people say they're desperate for God, a lot of times I think they're talking about a feeling. I don't know what He means by this, really. So you could see, I probably chose the best statement out of that sermon, and I said, I'm not desperate for God at all. That the 15 minutes at the end of the day where I read the Bible, that's enough for me. Uh, and, and at that same time, I would have had no problem telling you, um, coming to church and singing this song like we sang this morning, you alone are my heart's desire. I never had any conviction singing any songs at church, even though my life and my words even would contradict what I said. But God was gracious and He opened my eyes. Um, you know, I think about Jim Kelly's testimony. Remember, he was lost. He was just out doing the worst sorts of things, you know? Um, and sometimes it's easy to think, oh, wow, look how bad that was. But the reality is that the, the Bible says the very worst type of sinner is the person that hears the gospel that's close to Jesus, quote-unquote, and has no feelings. And I was much worse. The Bible says absolutely that I would have been in a much deeper pit in hell than any, any of the worst people, than, than Sodom and Gomorrah. That's what Jesus said. He said that it's going to be worse on the last day for those who've heard and rejected than it will be for Sodom and Gomorrah. He says that those who hear, they're not rejecting the people who's telling them, they're rejecting Him, Jesus Himself. And that's what I did. I was just like Judas. Remember in John chapter 12 where, they, where Mary breaks that perfume and she puts it all over Jesus' feet and Judas is thinking, well, think about how much money that's worth. That's not worth it. That's exactly what I was. I was a Judas. I could read the Bible and see nothing beautiful in Jesus Christ. I could read theology books and underline them and nitpick their points and not love Jesus Christ. And I would have been right there with Judas. Um, no love for the Lord. And so it's clear that God hates those people more. He says in Jeremiah, He says, 
Yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah did not return to me with her whole heart, but in pretense, declares the Lord. And the Lord said to me, Faithless Israel has shown herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. He said the faithless that, that, aren't, that reject God completely are better than those who just come in pretense without their whole heart. That's, that was me. I was Judas. I, le- I listened to Jesus' teachings. I would think about money and how much money all the TVs cost in the church and not think about the words in the songs. But the problem is you can't be converted and not love Jesus. That's what John 3.19 says. It says what it means to be condemned is this. It's This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light. You can't be converted and live an unholy life. You can't meet Jesus and not ask for the living water. That's what it says in John 4. He says if you knew, if you knew me and if you knew the gift of God, you would have asked. And He would have given you the living water. But what happened was, God, um, Jess sent me some sermons. I started listening to them. And the one I remember, the only one I can remember really out of all of them is, is I think I was converted listening to this sermon. It was 40 minutes of a man talking and reading verses about how people in the Bible loved God. And he read verses like Psalm uh, 42, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you. Psalm 73, there's nothing on earth I desire besides you. You're the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Um, Paul, I count all things as trash compared to knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And at the end, after 40, literally you could read the Bible, read, just read verses for 40 minutes about how people love the Lord more than anything. And at the end, I he asked one question. He didn't even really give any application. He just said, why don't we? And I didn't. And I God opened my eyes and He showed me and I just, I, I, He just showed me and I was just saying, Lord, I don't love you. I don't love you. I don't love you. And I suddenly saw my heart was wrong and I started praying, God, I need a new heart. I need a new heart. I don't love you. I don't love you. And that went on for a while. I didn't know I wasn't converted until probably a year later um, that I had no idea um, that that's when God saved me, but He did. Um, I, I, I just asked Him, give me a new heart, and He did. I, and everything changed. It was like I was dead, and now I, I was alive. The Bible came alive to me, and it was different. It was totally different. I started sharing the Gospel. I called up a youth pastor that I knew that I had in the past made fun of for, for passing out tracts, and told him how stupid it was, and and called him and said, I need to know how to pass out tracks. And uh, everything was different. I love the Lord now. Jesus is the greatest desire in my life. That, um, that's what I would have said then, but now my life shows that that's true. Um, more than anything, I want Jesus. I want to know Him. I want to be like Him. I want to serve Him. And, and it... it I'm just so thankful. And it just shows the miracle of the new birth that you can memorize verses, you can come to church, you can read your Bible, you can read all the right books, read John Piper and and read all these good textbooks and theology books and listen to good preaching, reform preaching, and have no idea uh, who Jesus is and have no love for Him. 
and that's where I was, and God just opened my eyes, and um, I just thank Him for it, and and I just ask, you know, I'm think about the kids here growing up here, you know, what about you, you know, not do you come to church, not do you read your Bible, do you love Jesus, do you love Him? The Bible says that Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and it was like just a few days because of his love for him. It says that love is is um, stronger than death, is unquenchable, um, that many waters cannot quench love. Um, is that what your love for Jesus is like? Or is it like tissue paper that anything can tear it? Uh, any amount of water will, will, will dissolve it to shreds, you know? And do you love Him? And that's, that's just my question for you. And just glory to God. We're all blind. Our hearts, like Jer- I think it says in Jeremiah, their hearts were as hard as diamonds. Um, they had heart in their hearts, and that's where I was. And um, what a miracle every time the Lord saves someone.